The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. All right, here we go. It is uh, Thursday, March 9th, 2023. I'm Dave Congleton. I remind you, I will be away tomorrow. Craig will run the show. I will be back with you on Monday. Please be safe. Keep it tuned right here to KVEC. For the remainder of the show, we're going to focus on homelessness. In about an hour, we have our interview with Lance Parker, where he bemoans the failure of government at all levels to adequately deal with the problem of homelessness. This hour, we want to focus specifically on Kansas Avenue because there's a lot of confusion, including my own. Are they closing Kansas Avenue? Are they not closing Kansas Avenue? And if they are closing Kansas Avenue, why are they doing it? And what's going to happen to the people who have been there? I'm looking at the new issue of New Times. I quote the opening. Bungled public notice joined the list of confused and stilted services provided at San Luis Obispo County safe parking site on Oklahoma Avenue. The messaging was not as clear as it should have been. It was garbled, frankly, according to Bruce Gibson. We don't just close Oklahoma Avenue. That site provides a safe place for people to park and gives them the ability to access or access permanent housing. Joining us in studio, uh, we have what I'd like to call concerned citizens. Uh, we are back with Becky McFarlane and Pat West. Ladies, good afternoon. Nice to see you both. Good Thanks for coming in. Uh, Becky, there's no formal group here, right? You're just concerned citizens. Right. You have spoken at the Board of Supervisors. Pat, in the past, you have spoken yes. at supervisors. Yes. So let me just cut to the chase. And Becky, I'll start with you. What's happening out on, it's either Kansas Avenue or Oklahoma Avenue, are they closing it or are they not closing it? Good question. <laughs> um, we're being told, you know, by the Tribune that it was going to close. There were inklings that things were happening at a LOCAC meeting the week before that. Um, then New Times, you know, they're coming back and saying now it's going to be a drawdown. What exactly does a drawdown mean? Is it a drawdown till there's no one there and then they shut the site completely? Um, we hope not. We are back up to 23 vehicles at night on Palisades Avenue in Los Osos, and we're really concerned. That's by the library? Yeah, and our park. Why, why do you see the increase? What's going on? For one thing, it never people were never fully transitioned off of Palisades. We did get the county to instate a no camping on the street ordinance, but when... The Oklahoma, it was Kansas, now it's Oklahoma site opened. Yeah, it's officially Oklahoma now. But um, there were people brought up from South County that filled in spaces that the last six at Palisades could have taken. So it filled up. There were people from out of state, out of county that went in there first. So now we have some people that have been in the same spots for over three years. On Palisades. On Palisades. On Palisades. That's right. All right. So, so Pat, what exactly is the Kansas-Oklahoma Avenue encampment? Is that supposed to be permanent housing for the homeless? What's your understanding? Well, we made a proposal to the county more than a year and a half ago, and we proposed that it be a transitional two-year program 
where people could park there, get the services there, and eventually transition to something more permanent. Right. The county itself, when it started, said, oh, this was only going to be a 30, 60, 90-day program. Well, it's been a year and a half. The problem has been that the services have not been aggressively there to help people transition, and so the folks have moved in. And they don't want to leave. No. They don't see it as transitional. No. Right. And some people are being encouraged to stay, just as they were being encouraged to stay on Palisades. What, um, is that, what does that mean, they're being encouraged to stay? Who's encouraging them? There's a certain person, um, persons that from the beginning had said the whole idea was horrible, and they're out there all the time. Um, I've had some of the residents out there complain to me that these people are agitating people and making things... Um, are, they, are these residents? No. Okay. No. So I'd rather not, you know. <laughs> um, but this it's a problem, and it has been from the beginning, and we've asked people to address that, um, you know, people in charge, and they haven't. Who's in charge of the encampment? Good question. The county is in charge. You know, Joe Zavonik, who was hired um, to manage the sites and then um, find a couple more. There's supposed to be three of these sites, and he's an excellent person. I really think that had he been on board from the beginning, we wouldn't see these problems. And I also think... He's someone that would have listened to different groups, not just Pat and our our group, but how to set something up. You don't you don't open up a parking lot and have nothing in place and then just have it wide open. And that's what happened. Well, but I said, who runs it? And you're like, good question. Well, it is a good question because it did open up before there was somebody officially um, put in charge of managing it. And it was... Um, the assistant of Bruce Gibson's that started the management um, until other people could be hired. So people were there already from all over the world, and and there was really no rules and no management and no 24-hour security. So it got off to a really bad start. But despite that, people still want to stay there. Yes, they do. Where else are they going to go? Um, at least there, there are showers they have a food pantry now that's refrigerated. Um, there's toilets. If they go back to Palisades, what happened there was the county set that up as their first safe parking site during the pandemic, invited the entire country to come there. It was all over the Internet. Put in services as toilets, showers, hand washing stations. Three months later, pulled those and then left this growing encampment on Palisades with nothing. So I circle back to my original question. Are they closing Kansas Avenue? We don't know. I think they'd like to. They're saying they're going to draw down. What does that mean? They're drawing down to what? Because initially, it's a paraphrase, Wade Horton, the head of the county, seemed to be indicating they were going to close it down. And then Bruce Gibson comes along, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. We're not going to do that. Because there's no place for these people to go. So it sounds to me, ladies, like the county said one thing, and then they took some heat, and now they're like, well, we don't know yet what we're doing. Well, even taking the heat, that still leaves so many people that could access Oklahoma that are not going to be able to, including all those that have stayed on Palisades forever and those who have transitioned there because they probably heard the place was going to close in yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah. Another thing, too, is um, 
I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you yeah. finish, Pat? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You're fine. <laughs> sure. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Ask another question. I just lost my train. Well, of well I was going to ask you what your reaction was to the New Times article. Just like, okay, this is what Mr. Gibson said at LOCAC. Here's what this says on um, KSBY in and the w- Tribune. And what's LOCAC? That's Los Osos Community um, Advisory, Advisory Council. Right, what, what did Supervisor Gibson say at LOCAC? So some question came up about homelessness. That's where you know the community can come and you actually hear him talk to community members. He does, has not had office hours for three years, but you can hear him there. Um, and someone asked about Oklahoma saying, you know, people are complaining that there's not services or whatever. And so he said... Well, services, he said, on the service side, it is it, that that most likely falls dominantly on the county because we are service providers. We're going to be moving forward on that. What we really need to do is um, take this on as a regional effort. And we're having key con- um, conversations. And as far as Kansas, you know, part of the overall homeless approach is we're going, we're already looking towards what comes next after Kansas Avenue. When I heard that, I'm like, are they closing it? He said that facility was put in place first to fill a specific need. I think in the long term that is probably not the facility that's going to best take care of the needs of the folks, but we need to figure out a replacement before we decommission Kansas Avenue. That sounds like they're decommissioning. How long ago was that? When was the LOCAC meeting? That was the Thursday before that article came out in um, the Tribune. And so he says, so that conversation is, all right. we're in the middle, in the mix of that right now. All right. So that's what he said a couple of weeks ago. Now, what's he saying? How's he changed his position? Well, it sounded like in the article in the Tribune, it was going to close. Now it sounds like, oh, no, no, we're drawing it down, but not explaining exactly what drawing down will be. But at some point, it's going to close. Pat? To me, drawing down sounds like you're going to close it eventually. Just not kick the people out that are there. So it won't be able to provide any kind of support or place to stay for anyone who isn't already there. And, you know, it's not a new thing they're saying about them not taking in new people. They have not been taking referrals off of Palisades since at least last June. There were 11 sites sitting open and we'd go out and count and we're like, we have eight or 10 people on Palisades. Please help them to move off of the Palisades um, off that block. All right. We're in conversation with Los Osos residents Pat West and Becky McFarland, trying to figure out what is going on with the county program out there by the sheriff's department. Is it closing or is it not closing? And if it does close, what are the consequences? What's going on here? Uh, A lot more to come. We're live. We're local. You're listening to The Dave Congleton Show. You have landed on the Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show. Becky McFarland, Pat West, join us. Gary in Pismo was here last week talking about uh, being homeless for a while. He joins us now. Hey, Gary. 
Hey, hi, Dave. I just happen to have an official uh, check-in sheet. Uh, it's about four pages long that they had there at the front gate of the, the Kansas Avenue thing. Yeah. And I could just quickly read a couple of quick things that are pertinent to what you're talking about okay. in terms of what they say. It says, this is the Oklahoma Avenue Safe Parking Program operated by the County of San Luis Obispo. Safe parking exists as a transition space so that individuals using the program can make plans, arrangements, and steps towards permanent housing. Case management is a key component of achieving permanent housing. Case managers are regularly on site, and individuals are expected to engage with them to create a case plan. All individuals will be given information on county resources and are expected to engage with local resources. Right. And then it drops down. Oh, so one more thing real quick. It drops down. It says length of stay. Parking stays are allowed for 90 consecutive days. Individuals who do not have an active case plan within 90 days of arriving or who are not following their case plan, missing scheduled appointments and not completing tasks or other infractions will be required to vacate the property. So what does this all say to you, Gary? Well, it says to me that uh, it didn't work that way because from what I understand, half to three-quarters of the people stayed maybe a year or two. Yeah. And so it, yeah. it wasn't a transition the way it should be. Also, there was no place to go after you'd been there. Yeah. Uh, so that another reason why it didn't work. Stay with us, Gary. Yeah, thank you for calling in, Gary. That's true. And those forms are were new as of last spring. There wasn't the 90-day thing presented to people. My friend and I stayed out there one night. All you had to do was sign in with your, um, was it your license plate number and your name. How long ago was that? That was like the second night it was open, so a year yeah. and a half ago. So it took a while for that to be put in place. So no one was told that at the beginning. Pat, any reaction to what Gary's saying? Actually, we helped give some ideas as to what should be on that sheet that Gary just read. All right, we'll get to that. Gary, anything else you want to say? Any other questions you have, fire away, because I've got this in front of me. One other thing on the third page says, Capslow, Capslow Safe Case Managers will be on site regularly. Additional regional service providers will be stopping by the safe parking site intermittently to connect with participants. Find out needs you may have and connect you to services. Hmm. Any sign of Capslow out there? I, I think part of our concerns was there was no, and we suggested this, we suggested a schedule, a schedule be posted so the people knew exactly when they could expect certain services to show so that they could have appointments and meet with them. It, but Capslow did come on a regular basis, but they just showed up. And then the other half of that problem is, is how assertive can you be to help someone transition so they can move on or are you just saying hi we're here and if you need help let me know yeah all right gary thanks for checking in any other response you have to this becky yeah well and you know um, becky jorgensen's hope village Hope's group, village right yeah they they have five volunteers that regularly are out there and they're she said they're at least they're at least there's one person at least and almost every day someone brings food for pets and animals too. Tim Wog runs the food pantry and all of his volunteers are Hope's Village volunteers. Capslow is there. They've had a woman named Jean Ann, they've had Junior, they've had different people. Team is out there, Salvation Army, Slow Bangers. Um so yes, there are services offered. You can't force someone to take them. Mm. All right, so 
The concern, obviously, is that these folks are going to come back to Los Osos. You're saying they're also out on Turi Road? There have been some over, you know, yeah. And there are two other camps like this being planned? That was the plan in the beginning. I actually applied for the job um, because they needed to find, they wanted like a North County and a South County program like this one so that there was a place people could, you know, land and then hopefully get into some housing. The other interesting part about helping people transition is a lot of the people that are out at Oklahoma Avenue and that are on Palisades live in motorhomes. That's where they want to live. They don't want you to find them a tiny house. They don't want you to find them a studio or an apartment. They need a safe place for that RV to be. And we have suggested several places where a portion of campgrounds could be used for people to live in their RVs, but that has fallen on deaf ears. Uh, who have you presented that idea to, Pat? To the county. Right. right. To the and, Board of Supervisors. And with our, you know, our proposal was about El Choro Campground. We've talked about, could you not take like eight or ten of those, those spots with hookups and there's showers and real bathrooms? And for people that are compliant and aren't causing problems, allow them to stay there at a discounted rate. Um, but I go back to Gary's point when he read the revised the rules. Right. This is designed to be transitional yes. living. Three months. But we were looking to where do they go from there. And that wasn't presented to people till after they'd been there a year. I mean, that... There's a change after the fact. Yeah. Right. It wasn't in place in the beginning. So, I mean, what you're envisioning, ladies, do you want it just to be for three months? Or is it as long as somebody wants to stay there? What I would envision is it's you, you do have to put a timeline on it, and you have to um, expect people to respect that timeline and to be willing to work um, with the case managers. I think the problem is there haven't been enough services out there. Um, there's not enough mental health opportunities. There's not enough drug management opportunities. There's not enough social worker opportunities. It sounds like there's too many chefs out there and not one head head chef. Yeah. Well, Hmm. what's interesting is the New Times article talked about, you know, bringing in Five Cities Coalition with Jana Nichols, and they're a great group, and Echo in North County. It sounds like then they want to leave Capslow out, but some people want to stay with Capslow. So, yeah, it just... you're. You're right. It's a lot of different groups helping. All right. We're going to help ourselves to California Headline News and ABC Radio News. Craig updates us with Time Saver Traffic and Weather Together. We'll continue our conversation with Becky McFarland and Pat West. Welcome your phone calls. Read your text messages as part one of our discussion about homelessness. Lance Parker at 605 has part two. This is Hometown Radio. What's a bigger mess, the weather right now or this situation out by the Sheriff's Department? Welcome back. Dave Congleton with Pat West and Becky McFarland, who have braved the rain to come all the way in from Los Osos to express their concern. We're trying to figure out what has been going on at the homeless encampment. 
First, uh, the county said that they were going to start closing it down and phasing it out. And now, apparently, they've backtracked and said, no, no, that's not going to happen. But my guests are very concerned that it is going to happen. And it's going to happen without a plan in place to what happens to the people who have come to depend upon being able to stay there. As we continue the conversation, we welcome your phone calls. We'll read your text messages as well. 805-543-8830 would be the number. And, Becky, one of the calls to action is that you want people to show up at the next County Board of Supervisors meeting. Yes. I, you know, we, sh- we should be able to know what, exa- you know what are they discussing. They're talking, saying there's been meetings and they're deciding all these things, that that was a difficult decision to make. They you know, evaluated it. Can we see the evaluation? Can we see what actually happened? Um, I've talked with some, um, you know, with Becky Jorgensen out there. I said, have you sat down and met with, have all the different groups helping, met with county people like all at once and talked? And she said by, that hasn't happened. By the And the, the supervisor meeting is not this Tuesday, but a week from Tuesday. Yes. All right. Who is the Los Osos supervisor these days? Well, we were told that it was to be Debbie Arnold. We didn't get to vote in the last election. And then basically we were called an orphan town, along with, I think it was Oceano, um, at the CSD meeting after the mudslide in Los Osos. Someone said, who's our supervisor? And Bruce Gibson stood up and said, I'm your supervisor. And we were like, well, that's interesting. We didn't vote for him. And then the next Tuesday at the board meeting, I guess he had a closed session, and they decided who's going to take the orphan communities, and Bruce said he would take us. All right. We'll take, home, we'll take phone calls, 805-543-8830. Let's start with Pam in Los Osos. Hi, Pam. Hi. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks for calling. Hey, I, yeah, so I just want to also make a case for I'm a frequent park user. I have a granddaughter that I take, and I play tennis on a regular basis down there. And I just wanted to comment that Oklahoma is also about the people that recreate or use uh, the heart of our little downtown. And when they moved the 40 vehicles out of there, it was like a sigh of relief. And I just got to tell you that today I had another incident, um, kind of a well-known guy down there. And he was raging at a lady when I got out of the car. And, you know, it's like... She was just out walking her dog. She wasn't doing anything. And, you know, I'm going to have to go back to carrying mace just to go from my car to the tennis court. Where did this that, did this happen by the tennis courts, Pam? Yeah, in the parking lot. I see. Okay, by the community center. Yep. Comment on this yep. story, ladies. I believe it. And, and you know, I should say, too, we talked uh, for a second there about our mudslide. They did a big fundraiser there at that community center, and Pam is one of the tennis players. They came out and asked tennis players and park users to move their vehicles so there'd be enough room for the fundraiser people to park while there's 20 spaces being taken up by illegal camping on the street. Hmm. So we want, we're asking for that one block. Could we please have that one block for our community? Pam, what else do you want to say? Well, just that I think we also need to consider, yes, I want the people that have moved off of there and the ones that are still remaining, I want them to be cared for. But I also want them to think about the care and concern and safety for the residents of Los Osos. And, yes, I just at least want Palisades 
free of people living there. All right, fair enough. Pam, thanks for calling. Is that an unrealistic concern, well, Pat? I, well, we did a um, petition with 1,700 signatures on it over a year and a half ago for that very reason. All right. George is on KVEC. Hi, George. Hello, Dave. Hi, George. Uh, I've been listening to this, and of course I've been listening to this stuff for years. And, you know, one thing uh, no one's ever discussed is certification of the people that use these facilities because i I got to believe it's got to be a very frustrating for the Board of Supervisors to try to address a, basically what is a statewide or national program in this county because there's nothing like keeping people from, and they do come from other places in the country or in the state to move here in these homeless facilities that we create. And somehow they got to get a handle on that first. He's absolutely right. You know, they when they come to Oklahoma Avenue, nobody asks them if they came from Kansas or if they came from uh, Nebraska. It's just sort of open for everybody. And it seems like because it's our tax dollars at work that we should be helping out our homeless folks. So you only want local people to be helped? Um, I'm, yeah, first. I'm, I think first. they should come first. All right, George? I agree. We have to take care of with the county budget we have, we have to take care of the people of this county. We can't be taking care of the whole country or the state because they're going to come here just because it's a nice place to live. All right, George, thanks for checking in. 805-543-8830, 800-549-5832. Lindy's in Los Osos. Hi, Lindy. Hi, I'm, I'm glad to hear this conversation. And um, I think I've been following this for, I don't know, 15 years now since the Ten-year plan to end homelessness ended with very little success, except some shelters, which are wonderful. But um, I think the elephant in the room is the fact that we have, I believe it's 70% of our homeless population are locals. And um, where are we going, when are we ever going to just accept that they need a location to set up whatever kind of affordable housing we can give them while we're waiting to build and trying to build affordable housing. There is nothing for these people to transfer to, and so we need more permanent types of... um, And the village concept works very well. There's successes all over the country, all over the world, actually, where you actually let people live in their RV or their tent or whatever, but they form communities, they take care of themselves, they pay... A percentage of their income to help you know fund the utilities and they self-regulate and manage but you've got to have good management over that and the county obviously failed to understand that they needed to have that management it sounds like it mm-hmm. yes and i agree with lindy um you know hope's village has been wanting to put up a tiny home village they wanted to use the property next to this oklahoma site they want to run a safe and, and um, sober, clean and sober living place. I don't think that would work next to a basically no um, barrier. It's basically almost a no barrier site. Um, but I, I am in agreement. There needs to be some little places for people to move to. Yeah. Lindy, what else you want to say? Um, I want to say that the ideal that I think has been looked at, and we've all felt that that would work, was to take the old animal services building, which has a laundry facility, it has a, you know plumbing, uh, it could have showers, and create that as the hub, 
and then let Hope's Village come in on the properties that they've requested and been denied to this point. They set up the concept, and they help manage the the remaining um, 40 spaces or whatever they have. I think it's 40 spaces, and probably thin it out and make that be at least the prototype to begin making this work. Are you okay with that, Pat? I'm definitely wanting to give something like that a try. Um, again, we need the county's commitment to it. And again, as as Becky was just saying, there's been a 10-year plan and nothing happened. Now there's a five-year plan that we're one year into, and we still haven't really seen any progress. All right, Lindy, thanks for checking in. Let's hear from Patrick on KVEC. Hi, Patrick. Good evening, and hello, Becky and Pat. Thank you for being there. Um, I have several things, I'd, questions I'd like to ask. Is First of all, what is a local that we're talking about? Is it possibly a homeless person that maybe moved here three years ago and is now a local, or are these people that were born and raised here, or what are we considering locals to be able to work with? And also, if you remember the movie Field of Dreams, build it and they will come. Mm-hmm. So what? how are we going to resolve this in the long term? This is a national problem. Basically, right now, it's a state and a county problem, and it shouldn't be the, the uh, communities that are having to resolve it and take care of it. Um, when the safe parking in on Palisades was uh, was created, that was it was nothing that they talked to the community about. It was just something that the supervisors provided. But notice that there's a great area up north of the Cayucos Pier, a big parking lot there, that uh, could be a great place for people to stay. And they've got showers and bathrooms right there. But because it's in a, a coastal area that Bruce Gibson maybe is uh, living in, that he does live in, that's never been considered. Also, because it is a state situation, state parks should be available, the campgrounds. But temporary uh, housing isn't something most of these people really want because, as it was mentioned, they want to be staying in their RVs. They want a place to stay and live. And a lot of them are having problems holding down jobs, and they don't have money to really be paying for any of their upkeep or the uh, utilities that they use. So I don't know how it's going to get resolved. It's it's just something that it's getting worse and worse. Hang with us, Patrick. The people I've interviewed from Echo and Five Cities Homeless say upwards of 75% of the people who are homeless are local, meaning they're from this county. Yes. Yes, I agree. The The issue is we've had some that have come in from out of state. Sure. Um, some of them have actually gotten housing. But we've had people come here um, using those facilities while we have locals that were still on the street in Pal- on Palisades. Um, I watch people come in from other counties when I was visiting out there a lot. Nice people. A couple in there, really nice motorhome, moved, came in from Colorado and just decided to camp there. There should be somebody at the gate saying, if you're not living here, you know, it, this is not just a camping place. And that's what's happening on Palisades. We've had a place, people from Utah recently well, camping on the street. they've got a local RV, that means they've got a driver's license. And if it's a California driver's license, then some consideration could be given. But if you're from Colorado or Nebraska or Kansas, why are we using our resources? Yeah, Patrick, what else is on your mind? Well, also, uh, Palisades, uh, you know, it would be wonderful to have that place cleared out so we could be using the golf court or the uh, tennis tennis courts and the park 
a skate park for the kids and the library and stuff. But if we just keep that one and say that's the only place we want, they're all going to be moving to Baywood. And there's a lot of people that park their RVs at the end of First Street right on the bay and take up that whole parking area also. And that can't happen either. So we need to have some kind of enforcement and regulation going on for the whole community. Again, we passed an ordinance. We passed an ordinance for Who's the we? Who's the we? The county, per our request, passed an ordinance at the same time they opened Oklahoma Avenue up. And the ordinance was was to say no overnight camping but it's not being enforced in Los Osos. Right. It's not being enforced. It's, it's not, being not enforced. and one of the reasons they are saying is there's nowhere to tell them to go because they weren't accepting more people at Oklahoma. But there's also Railroad Square where you can go in and stay at night. But then they're saying, well that's too far for people to drive. But it's a no camping ordinance and there is an alternative for them to go to to camp at night. They can come back in the daytime. We want no camping at night on the streets of Los Osos. Patrick, thanks for calling. We've got Alan in San Luis. Hey, Alan. Hey, Dave. Hey, Pat. Hey, Becky. Hey. Hey. I like this idea of putting people in a central area with services for another reason. We uh, have the bus system, but it only can work in so many locations. But if you have a focus, you can either reroute one of the current routes or have a special shuttle that will give people more option to come into town to shop and to get whatever services they need. Right, and that, you know, we actually pushed for that because the bus was not always stopping. There's a bus stop right there at Kansas Avenue. They weren't stopping unless you went to the phone and called. Really? So now, you know, we got isn't it. That, so, isn't that interesting? Well, yeah. one of the reasons was if someone's being released from the jail, they would call and then the bus would stop. Well, now it comes every hour. I don't know at night, you know, but during the daytime, it stops every hour. Hmm. Alan? Yeah, well, it's, uh, we've got some good ideas here. Now it's getting the county to do it. For example, I like the idea of using the old animal shelter to do that. You've got an existing building. It's much right. more practical to do f- to build, to add to that, to modify it, than to start from scratch. Alan for supervisor. Yeah. <laughs> Let the campaign begin today. And right. work with your constituents. Yeah, all right. Uh, Keep Alan, them informed. Thank you. Meaning what? Keep them informed. What? Well, as Becky was saying earlier, we don't have a clue. We didn't know until we read it in the newspaper that Oklahoma was changing its concept and trying to not take any more people and to close down. Um, we read that in the newspaper. Even though they haven't been taking people, new people, for months. So you can't go online and look at the county board or at our supervisor's website and find any information about how things are going. Well, you got to find out who your supervisor is first. Well, that's true. <laughs> All right. We'll come back for a final segment with Pat West and Becky McFarland. I'm Dave Congleton. This is Hometown Radio. I remind you, this is part one of a two-part conversation about homelessness. Lance Parker at 605 details his concern about the failure of government at the local, state, and federal level 
They make promises, and then they don't deliver. If you want in on this conversation with Pat West and Becky McFarland, we need to hear from you now, please. 805-543-8830 or 800-549-5832. As we focus specifically on this county and whether they are closing down Kansas Avenue or not, and what's going to happen to people in the long term. Becky, you were telling me that there are actually some places in California that have made some inroads in dealing with this. And they have. And there have been places that have had problems like ours. But I was reading some about successful safe parking sites, 24-7 type safe parking sites. Um, Redwood City had a really nice report about what was going on in their program and what they had to adjust. But they set the program up ahead of time. They didn't make a dirt parking lot with a fence and just open it up. Um, Mountain View has some, um, there's been some down in San Diego County. Santa Barbara County has 26 safe parking sites, but those are only camping overnight. They don't have anything um, like this beast. During the day. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. They, they'd have to go somewhere else during the day. Well, was part of the problem with Kansas Avenue the fact that they're under pressure from people like you out in Los Osos to get these people out of Los Osos, just get them anywhere? It could be. Some people have brought up, you know, election year was going to be happening. But what I would have liked to have seen is, hey, in two months, we're, se- we're looking at this proposal you gave us. You had some great ideas. We've looked at um, um, programs all over the state that have worked. Give us two months. We'll get Palisades cleared up, and we'll have a program established that they can move into. We and gave, that would have been great. Pat? We gave them plenty of ideas. We gave them a 13-point plan. If they had followed that plan and done it in the order in which we had stated it, I think there would have been a much better opportunity for success. We keep hearing these uh, five-year plans in homelessness and 10-year plans and 12-year plans. And then the time goes, and this is what Lance is going to talk about. Then you go by the 5, 10, 12 years, and nothing really has changed. If anything, the problem's gotten worse. Right, and now we have this new five-year plan after 14 years of the 10-year plan, and this is the first year, we're going into the first year, and they're closing down the only county program they have. Or, you know, not keeping it going to help people. So, Were there specific locations for the other two places they wanted to set up, Becky? Well, they no, didn't get that far. part of that job and um, is to find places, but getting communities to want to put something like this there, especially if it's a low barrier site um, where they don't have to be clean and sober, is it's a difficult sell. Um, but they could set up some that are clean and sober, and it might be more um, appealing. Well, we saw that in South County. The Five Cities Homeless Coalition took them forever to find a location because no right. matter where they went, the neighbors objected. Right. And yeah. for, you know, for good reason. When we looked at, you look at crime reports from when Palisades was at its peak of 47 vehicles there and about, you know, how many people. One week there were 14 calls to the sheriffs for things. You look at it now, there might be one here. Next week there might be two. But from 14 as being common to that, yeah, it's an issue. Uh, Becky, repeat the call to action, please, as we start to wind things down here about the County Board of Supervisors and what you want people to do a week from Tuesday. Okay, so a week from Tuesday, we ask everyone to show up for public comment. Um, I don't know if this will be, on, you know, this will be on the agenda, but there is public comment time, and you can speak for three minutes. Please show up. Please show that you care about these people. They need somewhere to go. 
and they need um, a program that's put together well. And I think that that um, Oklahoma can be rescued. You seem to think highly of uh, the gentleman who's in charge of the county homeless program. Why could he not run Kansas Avenue? Well, he's now in charge of the whole new homeless department. Right. So why couldn't he run Kansas Avenue with his staff? um, You know, they're not trained. They don't have um, caseworkers. Oh, let me jump in. Uh, We've got County Supervisor Donna Ortiz Lake calling in with exactly 30 seconds. Supervisor. I'm listening, folks. I'm listening. And I can tell you that... um, the situation is, is not good at Kansas. I understood the concerns of Los Osos. We certainly need to find a place. We need to find a landowner that's willing to have people that can probably pay about $500 a month to be able to live on their land. We have a lot of plans for those who are willing to work through programs and systems. That is what the five-year plan has been working on. Joe's been working very hard in the last time since we set that up in the, since last, what, June? Um, we've hired 21 people to create a staff to be able to execute these things. So it's great to have ideas. It's great to have all of the concerns. I understand that. But we got to have people to go out there and execute the plan. And Supervisor. that's one of the biggest challenges. Thank you, Supervisor. Appreciate the call, ladies. Thank you. Your Thank news, you. traffic, weather. Here comes the 6 o'clock hour. I'm Dave Congleton. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 0111911.